0: They said last Monday was uh, Blue Monday. It is supposed to be the most depressing day of the year. Cliff Arnold, a former lecturer at Cardiff University, was commissioned uh, by UK travel agency in 2005 to find the most depressing day of the year as a way to market winter vacation So he figured all the statistics and everything come together, and then he said that third Monday of January is the most depressing day of the year. I don't know how accurate or scientific uh, that is, but January is not an easy month for many people. Christmas cheer has worn off. You're likely broken your New Year's uh, resolutions by this time. Seventy-five percent of Canadians uh, they break their resolutions in that year, and it's cold outside, and your post-holiday credit card statement has arrived. So, considering all this, the third Monday in January. Uh, Yes, it is the Blue Monday. You know, sometimes life can be uh, depressing, especially when our needs are not met, when our stories are ignored, and where our emotions are not validated and rejected. Life can be uh, depressing. I mean, I can be as good as uh, that person, but people never recognize me. They always recognize that person, but they never recognize me. Always uh, she is more popular than me, and the people listen to her, and then people pay attention to her, but not me. So whenever uh, you experience this kind of uh, injustice or unfairness in life, when your stories are not uh, heard, when your, your emotions are not validated, and uh, you know, life can be uh, depressing. I read an article uh, on Thursday uh, about why Oscar nominations are so biased uh, towards white actors. It was written by uh, Cameron uh, Bailey, uh, probably you know him, uh, the artistic uh, director of the Toronto uh, International Film Festival. Uh, this uh, was an article written by him, and he said, It's about whose experiences count, whose stories get told, whose emotions in the movie theater are validated and ampli- amplified by ours, and whose are rejected or ignored. Right now there is a controversy in uh, Academy Award and uh, Will Smith uh, said he's not going to attend as a protest at uh, this academy and Spike Lee is also uh, not going to attend and Mark Mo- Michael Moore is not going to attend <laughs> uh, because last two years uh, straight in a row there was no nomination for the black uh, actors, not a single one. And one uh, British woman actor uh, actually said uh, maybe black People are not that good actors. <laughs> and then Michael Caine said, oh, they got to be patient. Patient for what? Just, anyway. We can see the treatment of black people in the United States very well when you read the, uh, the book Between World and Me, written by Coates Tanehese, uh the colonist at the uh, Atlantic. Uh, it's a good book. Read it. I highly recommend that you read it. It just uh, uh, spoke it as it is. Sometimes we are insulated in our own own culture, in our own small uh, surroundings. We don't know what's going on out there in the world, in the United States. The kind of uh, experience that people uh, uh, experience, especially black people, experience in the United States. In that book, he said, "Just because you have a black body, and only for that reason, your life gets ignored, threatened, and treated like a criminal." Uh, I mean, just uh, when we finished uh, this book at uh, TBS, uh, uh, just two weeks later, a famous tennis tennis player, a black tennis player, he was standing in front of. Uh, expensive, luxurious hotel in Manhattan, and all of a sudden, police came, and then he uh, they put him down on the street and uh, arrested him for no reason. And then, so when you have a black body, you're guarded. What's going on? You know, all the time. So when you receive that kind of unfair treatment, injustice in your life, even if you receive one... Uh, uh, unjust uh, action in your life, you will guard yourself. Sometimes it can be depressing. Life can be def- depressing. When this happens, uh, we shrink and we become small. Uh, we get angry. Why are these things happen, uh, happening to me? Uh, when you receive that kind of uh, unfair treatment, uh, anger rises up uh, within you, But soon I realize that the anger does not remain as anger. If it re- anger remains as anger, a, it will be energy, power. But the anger does not remain as anger. Anger turns into helplessness and powerlessness. Soon. Immediately you feel angry, but soon that anger turns into helplessness and powerlessness. That was what the Israelites uh, experienced at the time of Ezekiel. Uh, they were invaded by superpowers around them. I'm sure many uh, countries, small countries in the world uh, experienced that, that by the superpower, the United States especially this oil crisis and all that. A lot of uh, uh, small countries will be affected uh, by that. And Israel uh, at that time was invaded continuously and threatened continuously by the superpower around them. You know, when I was in seminary, I was uh, seriously thinking about studying uh, uh, Jews and Koreans because they share similar history and similar experiences. Korea was also very much invaded and threatened continuously in their history, thousands of years, by the superpower around them. And they were once also invaded and then uh, colonized by them. And the Israelites, they experienced that uh, colonization. They lost their land, their identity, their home, and their families, they were completely cut off from their hope. They say, we have no hope. We have no temple. We have no country, nation. We have no identity. I lost my family. My sisters and my wives were raped. We have nothing to look forward That's how they uh, felt. At first, they felt angry. But soon, that, that anger turned into helplessness and hopelessness and powerlessness. Ezekiel saw that powerlessness and helplessness in this way. This is what he said. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Ezekiel was a prophet, he also experienced this kind of injustice and powerlessness and helplessness. Somehow, in vision, he saw dry bones in the valley. It was like the spiritual condition or mental condition or national condition of the Israelites at that time. The dry bones in the valley. But Ezekiel proclaimed this. Yes, I see dry bones in the valley, but God did not leave them there alone in the valley. God did not ignore them. God did not ignore injustice. God did not ignore people who are oppressed by the power of this world. That's why God sent Jesus Christ to us. He didn't, when we suffer from our own. Uh, sins and misery and and, uh, difficulties and then when we are suffering in the valley God did not leave them uh, leave leave us alone. God sent Jesus Christ to them. Jesus came down into the valley and lift us up. And that's what Ezekiel uh, proclaimed. God is not going to leave them alone there. God saw the helplessness And powerlessness of his people. And God chose Ezekiel. And told him, go and restore the spirit. That is our God. Whenever you are in helplessness, powerlessness, and hopelessness, God will lift you up. Restore your spirit. God told Ezekiel to go and restore the spirit of my people. And Ezekiel said, how? How do I do that? How do I restore the spirit of the people? And God said, speak to them. Speak to them. Speak the word to them. Prophesy. Does that make any difference? They are dead bones, dry bones. Speaking to them, they don't even listen to me. They can't even listen to me. Speak to them? Yes, you speak to them. And Ezekiel spoke prophecy to them. And this is what happened when he did that. The breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet a vast multitude. When I wrote that, tear flowed from my eyes. They stood on. I wrote this on Thursday at five o'clock in the morning. As soon as I wrote that, tear flowed from my eyes. Dry bones, dead bones stood up. They overcame their helplessness and hopelessness. They stood on their feet. God opened their dark graves and brought them up from their graves. Yes, life can be gloomy. Life can be difficult. At times we feel that life is not fair. We become weak, small. We shrink and we feel tremendous loss and experience hopelessness. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to live like defeated soldiers. I'll protest that. I will never do that. I hope that you never do that either. We need to stand on our feet. We are not alone. God is with us. God speaks to us. We have God's word with us. We are the people who live by the word. You are the Ezekiel prophesying to each other. We need to prophesy to each other. We need to bring each other out from our graves. We should be Ezekiel to each other. Let us not put others down. By what we say, who are you to do that? Let us not kill each other's spirit with our poisonous attitude. Our circumstances can be gloomy, but we have each other, and we have God, and we have this community. prophesy that's what we do. We breathe life into each other. That's what prophecy is. Prophecy is not about fortune telling about the future. Prophecy is speaking breath into each other. Simple words of encouragement, we speak to each other. That's what prophecy is. Whenever we gather together, we need to prophesy to each other. At the prayer retreat, I realized, oh, Words can be powerful. Words have power, have power. We share each other our words of encouragement. Every Friday we gather together, we prophesy to each other. TBS, we prophesy to each other. Every Wednesday, women we gather together, we prophesy to each other. We strengthen each other. We empower each other. I realized that the words have the power. If you don't have the words, you cannot resist. You cannot protest against your own powerlessness and helplessness. The world is full of injustice. How can you reconcile that? How can you reconcile and live on? If you have a word, then you will have power to protest against that. That's why the scripture says, gather together as often as possible. So if you have every opportunity to learn the word, come. Only on Sunday, it's just a ritual. You got to learn about the word. And you got to speak to each other the word. Let us be a prophet to each other and we'll stand together on our feet and we'll fight against inju- injustice that is going on around us. Let us sing together.